Okay, folks, here we go. Next seminar up October 13th through the 15th, then December 8th through the 10th to round out 2023. Just a reminder, we still have our workshop for personal trainers going on. This is open to anybody that's a fitness professional in the business that wants to come and learn about the barbell lifts, strength training, starting strength principles, our methods from approach to training. And participants will also be going through the five-step deadlift setup and getting feedback on their coaching. There is a discount available for active trainers and professionals. Check out the link for details. There's also an opportunity to earn CEUs with this. Actually, there's an opportunity to earn CEUs with any of our events, seminars, or camps. So if there's anything else on the list that you want to take advantage of, take a look. Next workshop is going to be September 23rd in Katy, Texas, and then October 21st on Long Island. Few self-sufficient lifter camps with spots still available September 16th in Wichita Falls, September 23rd in Omaha, and November 11th back in Wichita Falls. A couple spots left for our squat camp in Astoria, Queens, New York. That's October 7th. A couple upper body camps going on September 2nd in Indianapolis at Starring Strength Indianapolis, and then September 23rd on Long Island. Deadlift and power clean camp also going on on Long Island. That's going to be on December 2nd. And then some three-lift camps covering the squat, the press, and the deadlift available October 21st in Brussels, Belgium at Brussels Barbell, and November 19th in Glasgow, Scotland. Speaking of coaching, I'll tell you again, we have the Starting Strength Coaches Prep Course. This is an online course that's devoted to teaching folks about becoming a coach. But you don't have to want to be a coach to attend the course. If you're in the business and you just want to get better at coaching the barbell lifts, this might also be for you. Participants are assigned a starting strength coach mentor that'll take you through both the written assignments and give you some feedback on the coaching assignments that you'll have to video record. This is a self-paced course, so don't worry if you have a lot going on, you can still get it done in between other things. The only requirement is that you'll need people to coach and a place to record them. For more information on that, check out the coaching tab on the Starting Strength website or go to startingstrength.com forward slash careers for more details. And remember folks, in no way, shape or form did Jeffrey Epstein kill himself. From the Asgard Company Studios in beautiful Wichita Falls, Texas, from the finest mind in the modern fitness industry, the one true voice in the strength and conditioning profession, the most important podcast on the internet, ladies and gentlemen, starting Strength Radio. Welcome back to Starting Strength Radio. We are uh, going to talk about just some stuff today that just occurred to us a little while ago. This is uh, this is one of these shows we're just going to jerk out of our asses. And what's going to happen is you're going to be amazed at how good we are at jerking things out of our asses. <laughs> yep. Were they there already? <laughs> they were there. They were there. Just, there's always a lot <laughs> but, ready to jerk out of our ass. But who put it there? We did. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. Got it. That's we crystal clear. <laughs> we put it there. So anyway, God almighty. Anyway. Uh, uh, <laughs> it's going to be great. We're going to talk about... We're going to talk about... Uh, uh, the general public's impression of fitness as created for them by the media. And uh, I think this will be instructive. This ought to uh, at least generate some useful comments, comments. 
from, from the heaters. That was an excellent segue. Very what? good. Very good. I know how to segue. Yeah, apparently. I, I, I'm an old pro at that. All right, now, here is uh, here's a bunch of shit. That, uh, who gathered these today? Bree. Did Bree get That's all these? Bree, yeah. Well, they ought to be hateful then, so... <laughs> All right, what is the forces on the knee? Oh, man, they're thing? upset about that. They're real upset about that. Yeah, what, it, what was it's that? a clip from uh, a video that uh, Ray and John Dowdy did, and it's just yeah. showing the Dowdy's at the bottom of the squat, and Ray's describing, you know, he's kind of in a high bar position, describing where the moment arms are, where the forces on the knee are. Right. And, and then he the, puts them in the, in the you know, our squat position. Now, now his his back, he didn't have a bar on his back, right? So his shoulders are forward of the, of, right. of the, of the, of the midfoot. We all know that's not a problem, but oh, they're, the internet is losing their fucking minds over this. <laughs> oh, God almighty. It's well, great. let me read. We have uh, one, two, four comments on this. Oh, there's more Forces than that. on the knee video. <laughs> They're pissed. So they don't understand physics. They're pissed. No. <laughs> That's weird. No one understands. It's weird. Real weird. Time to unsubscribe. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. All right. This is an awful channel. <laughs> Man, these guys. Bree always comes through. <laughs> she comes through, man. <laughs> All right. Uh, here's one that says, this is why your knees are weak in the first place, because you're, while you are, afraid to squat with knee flex ion. <laughs> F-L-E-X space I-O-N. You've just replaces potential knee pain with back pain mm. gotta pick one gotta be somewhere yeah you gotta pick one all right and then the last one of course is r-o-f-l which is apparently means in the internet rolling on the floor laughing right, right, yeah do one barbell squat using that form and you're in the er prepping for back surgery my friend that explains why Dowdy's in the ER right now, yeah. having back in surgery. The ER, even as we speak, Dowdy's in the ER. And everybody who's come in contact with the starting strength gym. Yeah, everybody in every starting strength gym is all over the world is crippled. All right, now, stronger is better video generated. It's highly intelligent comment from some fucking idiot. Bigger and fatter. That's the comment? That's the comment. <laughs> wow. That's good. All right. Now, here's a longer one. This is from uh, the clip, apparently, Starting Strength Indianapolis. So is that uh, that's going to be Andrew Lewis. Andrew, and yeah. Somebody is pulling on the bar here. The little thumbnail. I can kind of read it. All right. 99% plus people don't want to do deadlifts or lift heavy weight. Instead of lunges, squats, and deadlifts, most women would prefer to do a set of easy higher rep hip thrusts or something. Most people just want to work out and look and feel better about themselves. Instead of this backwards approach, why not base your training on your client's goals? If my client wants to increase strength and power and core movements, then fine. 
I do teach core movement patterns to all, but then tell people to modify based on your goals. Not everyone wants to get seriously fatigued three to six times <laughs> per week. I, I lighter, easier workout done <laughs> consistently produces great body composition goals. The number one factor to gains is consistency. I feel like I just went to school. <laughs> wow. In third grade. How has this fucking idiot managed to miss the fact that we don't care about body composition? Where this is a strength program. Well, how do you? How do you? There's a not, lot of other shit wrong with that. Yeah, there's, there's, there's more than just that. There's more than just that. You know? Yeah, it's. Uh, I think he misses a lot of things in life. Problem here. Really, the overarching problem here is this person is stupid. Yeah. Yeah. That's what that's the yeah. He's missing a lot of things in life. What is his name here? <laughs> Mystic Jedi. Oh, nice. 6730. He's one of Rusty's people. <laughs> Mystic Jedi, 6730. Oh, Mystic Jedi, not you again. <laughs> I told you yeah. to stop. Mystic fucking Jedi. <laughs> Understands very little. Mystic Jedi works at Gold's Gym. <laughs> Right. All right. Now, let's see. There's Barbell. All right. I always found this guy a bit jealous, hateful toward everyone else. LOL, his five by five is not a sales gimmick. Come on, son. This is with respect to Arthur. My thoughts on Arthur Jones. Uh, five sets of five is a sales gimmick. Yeah. That's not even Despite your that's program. That's not what we do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, here's one. This is a good one here. Strong people are healthier than runners. Starting Strength Network previews. Does the Blad guy, B-L-A-D guy, annoy anyone else, or is it just me? <laughs> Look at his smile. <laughs> he's got a picture of you. Yeah, he's talking about me, <laughs> obviously. About Shit, Rusty's not, know how to spell bald, Rusty's not Blad. No, <laughs> you're the only Blad one. Yeah. I'm, I'm. Yeah, you hide it. Well. You hide it. I'm chasing you down. Well. So he's not talking about me. I'm on your ass, motherfucker. <laughs> Almost there. I can't wait Let's to see, see Rip with it, just a shaved, All right. shiny head. It's gonna be awesome. Should we put and him in the blackface? The last one uh, here is: uh, you should weigh 300 pounds. That's the previews. You should weigh 300 pounds. I think this was the guy that was like six. A guy called in or something. The guy was like six, seven or something like that. Yeah. It's masterful uh, titling by Rusty or something. Yeah, go ahead and buy your CPAP now. (laughs) That's what he says. Love the haters, man. So. It's great. That's this week's installment of. Comments, comments from, from the haters. Wonderful. Good job, Bree. All right. Excellent, Bree. Thank you for that. Sure appreciate you. <clears throat> hey, just appreciate a, you. Just a quick thing. You said um, at the beginning, you said the public's perception of fitness. And I think yes. I think I think we should make a, a, a quick point here. Um, if you, if you, so with a lot of these and some of the ones that I found today, it's, it's 
when you search strength training. So, you know, f- fitness, strength training, you know, I, I think we... Fitness is even worse. I, that's what I'm... Fitness is even worse, yes. worse, but the things that we're going to watch today fall under the realm of strength training. Uh, yeah, it, according to... According to them, right. According the people who have put yeah. these all up. Exactly. So, so you're a young guy, right? You decide you're going to look up strength training and you go on Instagram or YouTube... And this what you're going to see this is what you're going to see is functional training. This is what you're going to see. You're going to see functional training. Now, all right, let's define a couple of terms here. And we've talked about this a lot. We are the fucking leaders in the world in defining terms because no one else defines them. Like what's training? Right. Well, you know, just what you do in the gym is training, right? No, it's not. All right. First, uh, let's let's back up beyond that. What is what is exercise? Well, in exercise, we use that term uh, in in our descriptions of movement patterns that we load. A squat is an exercise. But if you're going to get some exercise, what are you doing? Well, you're basically you're stopping by the gym on the way home from work you're going in the gym and you're going to go in the locker room and you're going to put on your same shorts and t-shirts you had you know in the bag there for six or eight weeks and then you uh put your shoes on you go out in the in the gym and you first thing you do is go to the dumbbell rack pick up the 10 pound dumbbells and wave them around in the air and then you get on a a treadmill and watch tv for a little while and then you uh take a uh, sweat you know you go to the sauna and take a sweat uh go to shower wash off uh put your clothes back on and uh stuff that same t-shirt and shorts back into your gym bag for use next time because really you didn't do anything in them anyway and then you leave and that's exercising just moving around in a way that makes you feel better about yourself it's a form of masturbation okay on the other hand training is a a system of progressively increasing difficulty that drives a physical adaptation training is planned training is recorded you don't have a training log you're not training you just go into gym and fuck around today you're you're just you're exercising training is is specifically designed to produce an adaptation now adaptations are different depending on what you're trying to get adapted to do your training will reflect that difference if you're training for a power lifting meet you're going to do it one way if you're training for an olympic weightlifting meet you're going to do it another way if you're training for a strongman competition you're going to do it a third different way if you're training just to be stronger you're going to do it a different way you just want to get stronger, not for a competition, but to be stronger. You come into the gym when you're training with your training book, and in that book are the directions 
for what you're going to do today. When you're training, you know before you get there what's going to happen in the gym. That's training. So when I say training, that's what I'm talking about. It's that we specifically use that term in a way that nobody else does because it makes more sense to do it like that. All right. So when I say strength training, when I talk about strength training, I am talking about a process by which you apply a stress to your body that causes a strength adaptation. That is strength training. Now, if you're a member of the general public and you don't really want anything out of your your workout than to feel better about yourself, just exercise, man. Just go in, get the 10-pound dumbbells, wave them around in the air, walk on the treadmill, you know, watch CNN for 30 minutes while you walk on the treadmill. And... Uh, you know, make just your in, doctor happy. In, in, yeah, make make your, get thirty minutes of exercise. Nothing wrong with that. Three days, not a damn thing wrong with that. It's just not training. Right. It's not training. It's not what we do. It's a different activity altogether. It is not the same thing as doing starting strength. When you're doing starting strength, you're strength training. All right. Where there's a specific way that you are going to set up your workout. There are specific ways that you execute the exercises. There are specific ways you program the stress so that over the course of time, the stress increases, causing you to increase your ability to produce force against an external resistance. And this is this is a completely different thing than swinging by the gym on the way home and fucking around on the exercise floor. You know, wiggling your knees around on the knee extension machine, you know, that kind of thing. This is a completely different approach to it. So when I say training, I'm not talking about what you're going to see today uh, in terms of what training actually is. Uh, the media in this country, in the world, this is world media at this point where the internet has unified the entire planet with the exception of whatever that outpost is in Antarctica that doesn't seem to participate in anything. Uh, everybody's doing the same thing. Everybody's looking at the same, same videos. Everybody is sharing the same ideas everybody's being fed the same information and everybody is pretty much universally wrong about a bunch of stuff they're demonstrably provably wrong and uh and what we're gonna we're gonna show you a bunch of videos today that we have pulled off of primarily instagram and uh we're gonna we're gonna show you a couple of things but first thing i want to do i want to make you understand that you get your ideas about everything from the media. Now, there's a couple of ways to approach this. You can sit down like I do because I have to manage my forum, 
And you can sit down and look at current events for three hours a day like I do and familiarize yourself with what is actually going on by sorting through what you want to see, sorting through and making sure that you've got both sides of the issue presented to you, that you've got a handle on the, on the actual arguments being uh, promoted. And uh, it, you, have to, you have to actually do that actively right but then there's the the other way to do it which is to just turn on nbc and leave it on all day so that when the news comes on nbc news is on nbc news is pouring into your head and whether you want to or not you are absorbing at least some of this propaganda that is foisted upon you. Okay? Now, if you keep CNN on all day, it's an order of magnitude worse because it's constant propaganda. MSNBC, constant propaganda. Fox News is not any better. Really, no shit. Those of you that still think that Fox News is the right-wing answer to CNN are not paying any attention to what's going on. So that just illustrates this process. If the thing is on and it's running into your head, you're going to absorb some of this. Now, how does this relate to the fitness situation? Well, uh, exactly the same way. If CNN runs a piece on fitness, and is talking to you about what wonderful exercise running is and how you have to be aerobically fit or you're going to die. And the only way to get aerobically fit is to do aerobics, you know, Zumba. What are some of the popular aerobics things now? Uh, CrossFit. Is, yeah, CrossFit. <clears throat> CrossFit's popular. That's about it. What is... What is uh, Jazzercise? Do people still do that? No, they don't do jazzercise. Do they still do Zumba? I don't think so. I'm sure they still do Zumba. Those things are packed are they? all the time. I haven't heard. I've well, uh, heard Zumba mentioned in spin class. Ten years. Spin class is still a deal, sure. right? Yeah. Yeah, but everybody's on the Peloton now. They just do it from their house. Oh, they're just plugged in. They're plugged in to the yeah matrix, right? Well, what if you wanted to go in a group situation and oh, ride? I'm sure, they still exist. There's in a in a in a room full of smelly. There's a fellows. franchise. There's a franchise, a high end franchise that exists. That's exactly that. Yeah, <clears throat> going to ride a bike in a dark room. All right. So you know, this is yeah, and and you have received information from the media that this is a good thing for you to do. What you've not been told by the media is that you need to get your deadlift up, and that if you're not squatting. You know, one and a half times your body weight, you're not even trying. This is this is what you haven't been told, and as a result, there's a giant hole in your awareness of what should be taking place when you do the fitness thing. Okay? So when fitness, uh, when we use the term, we're kind of talking about the industry as a whole. We're talking about the fitness industry, and the fitness industry consists of 
large gyms with uh, either expensive memberships or very, very inexpensive memberships that you're not designed to actually use. You know, Planet Fitness is a, that is a brilliant business model. I'll bet you this Planet Fitness here in little old Wichita Falls has got 5,000 members. Oh, yeah. Paying them $10 a month. Oh, yeah. To not use the club. Mm -hmm. Now, how do you do better than that? You, you know? underpay personal trainers and you do personal training on top of that. That's how yeah. you do better. Yeah. Yeah, you could actually show up to Planet Fitness and get somebody to set pins in the leg extension machine for you and and then uh, tell you uh, at the end of every set, nice, <laughs> nice, head nods. This is the CrossFit nice, nice. That's when the guy that doesn't know what the hell he's doing approves of what you're doing he's got a two uh, a two phrase vocabulary one is nice, nice. and the other one is butt wink <laughs> butt wink yes he's going to tell you you've got butt wink <laughs> while you're doing leg extensions <laughs> this is this is but, on subject but off subject i i go to a ran a different gym on tuesdays and thursdays because it's in my town and there's a girl that personal trains there she has zero an idea I, idea what's going no, on no idea. half the time they're on the leg leg extension leg curl she's counting talking about her kids probably. she's got her phone out while they're doing their set this and then every now and then shows her some eyebrows so she's she's not videoing the set with her no, phone. no she's just she's texting to she's on her phone while she's babysitting and, the person on her on the leg extension machine. Well, most people aren't there to actually work out. They're there to have a no, social, they're, they're a paid social hot hour, and, and, well, and to hang out with the. Well, they, they, they say and to they, feel better. They're there to feel better about themselves. Well, and, and then to be able to say, "I have my, I have a trainer. Yeah. Look at her. Yes, yeah. that's the thing. She, yeah. She's about this big around, right? Yeah. And all the all the people I see her with are not that big around. Having a trainer is a bit of a status symbol. Yeah, that's that's exactly what it is. Oh yeah. But uh, when, and the most uh, prestigious trainer of all is Rusty Holcomb. <laughs> he hasn't figured it out yet, fortunately. He, he hadn't figured yeah. it out, or he'd have the big head. He'd be up there where you are. Yeah, he'd be, you'd be on back this here, side of the table, running the yeah. fucking audio. <laughs> that side of the table, being a pain in the ass. <laughs> I'm still a pain in the ass. <laughs> Well, I, Rip, not going to get an argument from us about that. I think an, an important thing to point out here is that what what uh, <clears throat> you know, especially for the fans listening to this, what what uh, you guys are going to see today is, and this is you know, it's it's not a coordinated effort. You know, I mean, if you're a conspiracy theorist, there's coordinated efforts to put out narratives and stuff. That's not the deal here. What, what this is, the current. Cutting, this is what's, cutting edge this of is what is being done this is what experts in strength and conditioning do this is what's done with the right. most successful athletes and teams in the world right so <clears throat> when when we're when we're here talking about fundamental principles like getting stronger and and uh, it, it's easy to dismiss because we have w one tool which is the barbell to get stronger the when you're watching these videos you have to ask yourself and anybody's capable of doing this you have to ask yourself is this person displaying something that an attribute that they already have 
or are they developing an athletic skill? When we talk about developing an athletic skill, we're going to do that through getting stronger. And we have all we've made all the arguments for why that is over and over and over again. Yeah. So is this a display of innate or already developed athletic right. af- activity? So, so once you get past, let me back up a little bit. We got to get past the fitness thing because we're not concerned with fitness. Fitness is an industry. Fitness is what you do on the way home from work. All right. It's exercising. It's going in and using the machines in a big gym, paying your dues trying to stay out of the way, not demanding much of time from the staff. All right. If you decide to go past fitness, then you're going to have to make a decision about what you want to train for. All right. Now, a person who goes to two marathons a year and enters in marathon has decided to be a competitive runner. And that is a type of training. It is a different type of training than we do. And I would argue that it is in, in terms of your health, uh, our way works a lot better than that. But if you've decided to compete or you've decided to approach your training at a level that would allow you to compete or you to decide to do so, then you're not, we're not talking about fitness. We're talking about some type of training. Now, since we do strength training, we're concerned about getting you stronger the media on the other hand is concerned with showing you flashy things that that look interesting because that's just the nature of the media that's what they do is they show you interesting things so that you'll stay tuned so that you'll click on their shit and then look at it all right and what we're going to show you today is a collection of little videos that completely miss the point. This is not training. This is what is called functional training. Functional training has won the argument. I'm sorry, but we lost the argument. Functional training won the argument with the weight of the media. That's how it's been done. All right. Functional training is inventing new ways to make something other than force production be the variable in the exercise you're doing. And usually it's balance. Now, like Nick said, what you're going to see are a bunch of videos of extremely talented athletes that were extremely talented athletes before they engaged in the stupid bullshit that you're going to watch them do on these videos. These people have been recruited by other people who know what to look for when they're trying to find athletic talent to send to a D1 school or to a professional team. Recruiters know what to look for, and what they look for is athletic talent. Now, gifted natural athletes have a few things in common, okay? They all have a big vertical jump. They're all explosive. Their neuromuscular systems are very, very efficient. They can recruit more motor units into a contraction very, very quickly than you can. That's why they are professional athletes and you are not. I mean, being honest, D1 athletes are professional athletes. 
professional athletes usually the vast majority of the time are natural athletes. Natural athletes have big verticals. They have got very good hand, foot, and eye coordination. They're very good at reading things around them in the environment and reacting to them quickly. By virtue of the fact that their neuromuscular systems are very efficient, they are stronger than you are. They are stronger than you are when they're 12 years old. Natural athleticism, natural athleticism is visible in kids. And you all know that. We all went to high school. We know who these freak athletes were when we were in high school. Remember those guys on the football team that were just better at this shit than we were? They're born that way. And the recruiter's job is to find these guys. Right now, when he finds these guys and they're on the team, what should the strength and conditioning coach be doing? As opposed to what do they do? Well, what they should do is take these athletic specimens, these freaks, these genetic freaks, natural athletes, and make them stronger than they are now. Because if you got a guy with a 36-inch vertical, a genetic freak, and he's only squatting 315, we haven't even tapped his potential. We haven't even started with him. We haven't uh, even opened the door with a guy like that. Because a guy like that can be squatting 495 in about eight or nine months and if he's if he's squatting 315 versus 495 how much harder can he hit you if we take you squat from 315 to 495 <clears throat> and i say 315 because a lot of these guys just walk in off the street able to squat 315 without even without any training at all that's how much better they are than us right but it's your job to reveal to everybody his potential. And his potential cannot be realized if you don't make him much stronger, which you ought to be able to do if you are a strength and conditioning coach. If you're a strength and conditioning coach and you don't know how to get a guy like that to a 600 deadlift, you're not very good at this. All right? You're not very good at this. And all of the dancing around in the floor that you're going to see is merely the talent that the guy already had. And all you're doing is displaying what the man could already do. The things he could do that actually got him recruited and placed in your locker room already. They're already there. And all you're doing is having him display that. Well, what you ought to be doing is getting him stronger, but you don't know how. So to cover up for the fact that you don't know how, you come up with things like this. Just a subtle... Uh, that was a segue. Wonderful. Beautiful. Just a, right. a subtle uh, rephrasing of your argument that helps me and I think helps other people. Because, look, this is this is... 
no matter how silly it seems to us, this is extremely compelling because you've got guys who are moving incredible amounts of weight right. doing this dumb shit. They look really fucking good. I mean, they look better than us. I mean, look at the physiques on <laughs> these guys. They, and and the media want you to believe that they look like this because of the shit they're doing. Now, that is the message. And, and a, in addition to that, they are doing things that look like their sport. Whether you're an athlete or not, everybody has physical hobbies, and they're going to start asking themselves, how do I improve my performance in my physical hobbies? And this shit is very compelling for all the reasons that we just talked about. So the, the job of the strength and conditioning coach is to improve the performance of the player. They improve performance. I mean, there's any number of ways to improve performance. The best way for these guys and for anybody really to improve performance is to get them stronger because that is the fucking low-hanging fruit that nobody that's, has touched. That's the easiest thing to that's do. Gonna, if you have a guy walks in your locker room with a 36-inch vertical jump with a 275 squat, the low-hanging fruit is a 495 squat. Right. And that's that, low-hanging fruit. And that principle applies to the NFL athlete, the UFC fighter, and to you, to, to the regular person. It's right. the same exact fucking thing no matter what. So there's nothing – I mean, th these guys are going to perform at a much higher level, but in terms of how to approach the process, it's not any different. So, you know, just, just to head off the, the arguments or, or even the conflict that people might have is like, well, these guys are in the NFL. They have different needs. No, they fucking don't have different needs than you. They perform no. at a higher level, but they're saying their basic – uh, needs for for athletic development are the same. Right. Now they're going to deviate very quickly. From here that. is you, here is them, but everybody can do that. Exactly. That's the point. And the most efficient way to do that is through strength training, right? Yes. So, yeah, um, yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, I guess we could start watching some videos. Yeah. Well, be, 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 before, before we start, I, I want to throw in one more, one thing. Not only is the coach's job to get them stronger to get their performance up, it's to do it safely. Now, here's the thing. You have these fucking freaks doing this insane stuff, and the risk-reward ratio is just, it's insane. If some of these guys get hurt doing this weird shit, because a squat's safe, a deadlift right. is safe, press is safe, bench is safe, clean, power cleans are safe. But well, they're going to say that snatches and power cleans for are sure. not safe. For sure. For sure. The head coach is going to say that. But they don't know. That's, not, that's ignorance. You hit a kid in the head with a medicine ball mm -hmm. as part of his training mm -hmm. well and and there's there's, there's but here's here's the thing this I, is i think i think that everything that we're going to see here even though like we've got the guy who's who's trap barring 315 with seedman hitting him in the head that that's not hard for him it's yeah. it's not stressful it's no. not dangerous it's actually easy for him no it's now, easy. now he's breathing he's already hard. able to do it exactly and, and the way dangerous. you know he's already able to do it is because you're watching him exactly do it. it's not dangerous well, it's well, not it's, fucking dangerous so, but it's it not be, operating at the edge creating a stress to adapt to, it would which be is like, what training does. It would be like you and me doing this with 65 pounds. The one that gets me, and we'll see it, is the bench one, where he's got, what, like 315 on the, and he's planking the same time he's benching? But again, Rusty, that would be like you doing it with 80 pounds. It's not, it's not dangerous. Right. The guy's strong as fuck. It's not dangerous. Yeah, the guy's strong. Yeah. All right, but he needs to be stronger. And, he, and the fact that he can get stronger and that – the strength and conditioning coach doesn't make him stronger equals wasted potential. Yeah. And that is the problem. Right. It's wasted. They are, in, in a nutshell, here's the situation. They think that they are creating a stress to which the athlete must adapt. 
by having him dance around in the floor on unstable surfaces with 15-pound dumbbells. And they're not. They're not doing anything. What, they're not doing anything. What, 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 All they're doing is having him do what he can already do, yeah. which doesn't make him better. Right. It just makes you feel better, and it impresses the head coach because he's a dumbass. And he didn't know anything about this stress recovery adaptation shit. He doesn't know anything about it at all. But you, as a strength and conditioning coach, are supposed to know this. If you are not forcing an adaptation, you're not doing your job. What's the most beneficial adaptation? It's stronger. Right. And you already know that because the best athletes on your team are also the strongest athletes on your team. The problem is you just didn't make them get that way. Right. When you could have. Yeah. You could have made all of them get that way, and you didn't do it. You instead opted to play games on the green astroturf in the floor. Yep. Yeah, they should be embarrassed because they're just they're ultimately just wasting time. They're all not right, getting look at some not getting better at their sport and not developing any athletic ability. So here's Show us here's one the first these. one. This is uh, the L.A. Rams, Los Angeles Rams. They play football, right? Yeah. All right. And they're back at it again. Rams have one of the best strength and conditioning teams in the NFL. This is what constitutes the best strength and conditioning in the NFL. You'll see consistent use of a tendon unit attached to the bar, track bar speed, and help determine accurate loading. This also oh, shows the connection between the bars and speed and the weight. Yeah. What's accurate loading? Horizontal power. I love this simple sprint variation with a med ball. It's just a the thing to say. Push on the front side and direction forward, but with the clear inclination to stop, it also challenges deceleration. I imagine this is a prowler variation designed as sort of a resistive broad jump. Something like this is what we do similar in our facility. Last but not least, what good is all this power and speed if we can't direct it in nonlinear fashions? Curvilinear sprints are valuable, and you'll see timers use here. Follow for more. Because they don't know no. how to turn when they're sprinting. Yeah, because, the, you know, this kid has never turned before <laughs> when he was sprinting. Right. He, he really can't do that until the strength and conditioning coach gives him some cones to run around in the field. And he's like, oh, so this what, is how. What, now, what in that video is not taken care of thoroughly? By just going to football practice. All of Nothing. it. Yeah. All of it yeah. happens in football practice. Right. It is not necessary to make strength and conditioning look like football practice. Yeah. And furthermore, to bring to your point, like how how much more power can you develop in this athlete without loading the fuck out of them? Well you can't. Power is a function of strength. Power is strength displayed quickly. The math is P equals F times D over T. T is time. That's how quick you are. Right. F is how much weight you lift. It's how strong you are. F is trainable. T is really not very trainable, although they like to play like it is. Yep. And that's kind of the that's whole basis doing, right? of this whole yep. thing. Here's, they're pretending like they can have a meaningful impact on rate of force development. How quick you can be. They want to make you quicker. They want to make you quicker. Well, you know what you ought to do? Instead of doing that, you ought to make them stronger. Because the algebra says that if F goes up, P goes up. And F is much more trainable. Force production is more trainable than reaction time. Right. We recruit 
reaction time. And one of the we find reaction time in the high schools. Sure. And then the reaction time is built into the kid. And then if we make the kid stronger, then we have athletes whose names you remember. One of the un, undeniable hallmarks of a of a of a of a very good athlete is economy of movement and how efficiently they move, right? So if you put together a study where you're going to test rate of force development or, or power or speed and you take unathletic people and you teach them a movement and then you have them do it and you have them practice it and then you come back and you test it again they're going to get much faster because they've gotten more efficient just by learning it these people are already point being these people are already efficient as fuck with anything that they do yes. i mean look how clean and precise their movements are um you're not going to make them any faster you're not going to make them any any more powerful no because really you can't and you even can't. if you can make them five percent faster why don't you try making them two hundred percent stronger? So because that's attainable. So the, the, that's attainable, and the other's not. I, right? I, I had a kid come in here, and he he's a natural athlete. Uh, we ran his uh, first day. He was squatting three fifteen. Yeah. And I ran his LP. We ran his LP all the way to the mid fours. He was squatting four fifty. And I told him this entire time, whenever we were doing this, don't run because he's asking. He said, "I need to get I need to get faster for football. I need to get faster." It's like, don't worry about don't worry about that. Faster let's, from the squat. Let's get your squat up and don't worry about running. And then he went first day of uh, practice at um, college. His and time he went heard down. His forty. His time went down, and he didn't time. run at all the entire time we were running his right. LP. That's this happens all the time. This is what we always see. Yeah, we always see this. You don't improve your sprint by sprinting you improve your sprint by getting stronger and that's why the 100 meter guys in the olympics all squat heavy weight that's why they're all jacked as fuck that's why they look the way they <laughs> yeah, do they're all huge they look the way they do because the genetics of a 100 meter sprint requires strength right it requires strength a function of which is explosion. Yep. But those guys all lift big weights. Usain Bolt is a big squatter. He's a big deadlifter. Yep. Those guys don't look that way accidentally. The sport selects for that amount of muscle mass because the sport demands force production. Yep. And that's why those guys look different than the marathon guys. Right. 10,000 meter guys don't look like the sprinters. It's a different stress. It's a different adaptation. Okay? Yep. But uh, I, it, this is so transparent to me, and it just, it just, it's aggravating that, that people can't see this. Let's uh, watch. Uh, so, Dr. Yeah, let's watch some Dr. More, Joel so. Seaman, I gotta, we're going to watch a couple from him, and he, he's great. He is a uh, doctor. I want to point that out <laughs> to you, Dr. Joel Seaman. Mm -hmm. What's he a doctor in? He is uh, a goldmine of this kind of just absolute bullshit but i mean watch watch because look at the amount of weight that this guy's handling and this is a uh, this is carson he's an nfl um he's in the nfl and, and i believe had a neck injury not too long ago i wonder why he had a neck injury. <laughs> you think that may have you know jostling him with a well this is post swiss ball this is his rehab yeah. this is rehab for the neck injury look at this oh, that's <laughs> Uh, big tuck. So you've got you've got an impressive looking guy moving impressive amounts of weight, but 
This is 165, 155 pounds. Yeah. Excellent switch. Oh man, look at him switch. Excellent. You know, he couldn't have done that without the trap bar deadlift thing. I knows how to switch his feet. That's what we taught him. Right? Good, there we go. How much shit does he have hanging off of him? Good. out, toes in more right there. Well, I, you know. I, it, he's got a bunch of shit hanging off of him, but he can't do a full range of motion chin up. Nice. 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 I like it when they say nice. 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 So, so anyway, is there uh, is there anything in that that is that is producing a stress that again is going to develop any athletic attribute in him? It's just a display. It's all just a display. He is operating far, far below his capacity. Of course, course in the weight room, and none of that constitutes a stress to which an adaptation must take place an adaptation to anything he's not helping his balance he's not helping his neck he's not helping shit no and on the other hand what would help him putting 200 pounds on his squat would tighten everything up make everything stronger make his neck more injury proof make his knees more injury proof make his back more injury proof because now the whole column of muscle from the floor to the top of the head is stronger. Right. And all you have to do is squat and deadlift and press. All you have to do. Now, what's the most efficient way to squat and deadlift and press? Full range of motion with as much weight as you can handle for sets of five. That's the most efficient way to do it. It's not complicated. This is a this is a good one. This is a uh, this is an Australian. Um, I guess they play American football in Australia, but he is rehabbing an ACL. Oh shit! I'm clicking the wrong thing. There we go. He's skipping. Is what he's doing. That's what we did when we were kids. Look at that technique, though. That's important. And that's, <laughs> the, the hands. Look at the look at the it's the fingers. hands. Yeah, the splayed out fingers. So this this post says I want to remind everybody this post says ACL rehab session. There's some shit about foot conditioning down here too. Foot conditioning, because this is a thing that a, a guy who plays football at that level needs, right? Right. Oh, this is the ACL re-injury program. And this is why it's things like this is why I say this stuff is not safe. No, it's not safe. No, it's not safe, but it's visually impressive. This all of this shit shares one thing in common. It is visually impressive. Mm -hmm. It's impressive to the head coach. It's impressive to the audience. It's impressive to the fools that get all of their information from Instagram and Facebook and everywhere else on social media. What it is not is a challenge 
in terms of a stress to a system that needs adaptation. And what it is is a significant exposure to re-injury. If you've got an ACL repair, chances are very, very high that you're going to re-rupture that ACL repair. Sorry, that's the numbers. Happens all the time. And the last thing you want to do is to rupture an ACL repair in the weight room because that's stupid. It's going to happen on the field anyway. You know, in fact, I've heard estimates that 30% of the guys in the NFL are playing with a ruptured ACL Yep. that they didn't tell anybody about because they don't want to be cut. But they're strong they? enough that but it doesn't matter. If fuck your with them. hamstrings are strong enough, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Now, how do you get your hamstrings strong enough? Well, you deadlift and you squat correctly for a full range of motion. That's how you protect your ACL. You don't rehab the ACL by exposing it to instability. That's stupid. But that's what's done. Okay, what's next? Another NFL. So the NFL guys are good to show because they're, you know, arguably the sh- strongest humans in America. They are the, the, the most, most the freaky fastest. physical specimens on the planet. They're, There's no doubt. Right. Most athletically impressive. They look really good. They're huge. Um, and, and look at this. This is Flash Garrett. Hashtag NFL strength training, NFL strength. <laughs> and look at this clown. He's pulling his knee into valgus with a rubber band now that's a good position for a loaded knee isn't it with uh, about a 30 pound dumbbell in his with hand. a 30 pound dumbbell yeah it's light it's light this is just the waste of time they're not doing anything uh, th- th- this is this is just visually impressive to people is he who pushing don't know what on the hell him too yeah he's pushing on he's him. pushing on him too so he's well there's pulling a big, the knee into valgus there's a big uh there's another video in here that i'll show you i think but there's a big there's a big uh emphasis on resisting shit like resisting twist on resist resisting uh changes in in four like they'll have one guy holding a kettlebell and then he'll drop it real quick but uh, how how much fucking how much is he resisting with this little skinny dude holding a, a rubber band on his knee? He's not resisting uh, shit. No. He's, he's not resisting shit. And, and especially compared to the forces that he's gonna see on, on the, the field, field. Yep. And any practice. In any practice, mm-hmm. right? Yes. And that's the point here. Anytime that man walks onto a field and, and goes through a practice, his knee is seeing orders of magnitude. More stress, instability mm-hmm. than what he's see, what he's seeing and, in the room. And since that's the case, practice at that level provides a training of it does. stimulus. Sure it does. Practice sure at that it does. level provides a training stimulus far in excess of what these fools are doing in their little green astroturf weight room. Right. Yeah. 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 offensive music <laughs> oh this is this is this is really cool this is the 49ers this is visually impressive there you we go look at him there you go drop the trap bar with the bumper plate look at it. this man <laughs> i 
95 pounds. 95 pound split jerk. 95 pound split jerk, man. So I'm the I'm the strength and conditioning. What coach. was I'm that? The, and I'm I'm filming this right. It's just to stroke my own ego. There's there's uh, I'm not helping him with anything. Masturbation. I'm telling you, that's the word. Yeah. That's the word. That's a two twenty five. We're making power ourselves clean. feel good. Yeah, let, that, that let, was a two twenty five power clean. I wish we could go back. That, we can't go back to that. But th- that was two twenty five, and he he tossed. That means nothing. It's nothing. It's nothing for him. What is that? I mean, just what does that tell that, you? That's like his second warm up. That is his yeah, second nah, warm up lift. This is so. Anyway, uh, keep rolling them. This oh, is a perfect this. example of make it look like the sport, right? Make it look like the sport. Now, see, when make I was your, make your weight room activity look like the sport because the head coach is stupid enough to believe that. Now, as far as functioning fit, functioning training, or whatever it is, uh, what do you call it? This looks like stuff that I that I used to see in high school before functional training even was big. Mm-hmm. That that kind of training was oh, already. Football in high coaches school. have yeah. always always done, done this, this. Yeah, this sprint ladder shit. Yeah, yeah, you know. Oh yeah. yeah. Sprint ladders, They've always done, the, the hammer, know, the hammer guy, um, that that kind of stuff. I always saw football in the football coaches have never understood the difference between training and practice. Yep. they have no idea that those are two separate activities, and, and this is for a hundred years. They've mm-hmm. never understood this. Right. Yep. You know, you train to get stronger, train for the physiological adaptation provided by the training that applies to the sport and then you take that physiological adaptation and apply it specifically to the sport during what we call practice yep yeah yeah it's good stuff so so since we're not going to get anybody stronger or faster or more explosive (laughs) let's take them off the field And inadequately practice their sport, <laughs> right? By the guy who's unqualified to do so, yeah, right? Because yeah. there's no other players around, right. there's no strategy, <laughs> none of this shit. So here we go. These are the uh, again. Um, I think we're looking at the Ram the guy. Oh no, not the Rams. Look at this. <laughs> what is that? Because oh, it, he wasn't able to do the the sport movement without him doing this gym movement. That's what I'm getting because he hasn't been doing that since he was four years old, (laughs) right? He hasn't been running around motherfuckers and pushing out of the way since he was four. So this guy in the in the uh, in the ankle socks over here is going to teach him how to be better at the thing he's been doing since he was four. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's uh, it it really is a and it's astonishing to look at this and think of the money these people are being paid. paid. Yeah. And understand that uh, they have no idea what the hell they're doing. And then every time, and, but, but everybody now, now listen to listen to us talk about this. How does it sound to the greater audience? Well, it here? sounds like bullshit. It That's sounds right. like bullshit. It right. sounds like sour grapes. Sure. It sounds like we aren't making any money, and we ought to be because <laughs> we know more about it than these geniuses at, at the LA Rams strength conditioning. Staff. An important point. Everybody leaves that situation satisfied because mm-hmm. does does the athlete want to leave his sport and go bust his ass in the weight room four days a week? No, no, he doesn't want to fucking no, do he'd that. Rather right? Not. He'd, he'd rather not he'd do rather that. Not. And, and furthermore, what 
motivation or incentive does he have to do so when he's getting paid millions of dollars and he's very successful at his sport already? So who the fuck are we to tell him? If he him can get, get millions stronger? of dollars for three or four years, right? And then that's probably good enough sure, for most sure. of those guys. Now, now, now the fact that our approach might have him there for ten or twelve exactly, years. That's exactly yeah. right. Yeah, is lost on. That's him. lost on him, right? But they're they're kids, right? And the the, the second. Person, that trainer the second person in the scenario is a trainer and he gets to show off right what he what he does yeah. quote unquote and he gets paid a bunch of money and then the, the 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 sports coach gets a guy who's injury free and looks like he just did a bunch of extra work and every time, outside of uh outside of uh, outside of his his purview so everybody's fucking happy and every time yeah. that athlete does something amazing on the field that trainer says look i did that i did i did that, that. right and he gets yeah. to put it on his resume. You know, if I was a recruiter, that'd piss me off. <laughs> yeah, that's true. You know, that's true. That's my guy. That's my guy. <laughs> I put him I, there. I put him in the yeah. locker room. Yeah. Jerry Maguire put him there. You know, <laughs> you're just jerking off on him. That's all you're doing. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Right. You know, I just it's this this just absolutely amazing. And that trainer gets to put <laughs> it on his resume that he did that, so he gets to charge Joe Blow, who has no no athletic ability like that, gets to charge him out the fucking ass. Oh sure, to do a, these little dances, to, to, with and then says, "Well, this is what I have my professional athlete doing. This is exactly what I have my professional athlete doing. Yeah, so that's what you're gonna do. I like right. to I like the, the yeah I like and, the, and that lay person." Won't understand yeah. the logical disconnect. Exactly. Yep. Exactly. No idea. Yep. No idea. I like the and l- that logical disconnect is a direct function of this media. Mm-hmm. Every time you watch sports on Sunday afternoon, they show you training videos for these guys that are playing on the team that afternoon. What are they telling you? This is how they got that way. They're not telling you what you need to understand they're not telling you that you know it won't matter if you try to duplicate this same activity you're never going to be at this level of athletics athletics is genetics it's genetic potential it is practice and it is training and this is not training this is performance display is what this is right it's a display of a performance that the athlete is already capable of and as a result of that it does not constitute training because it does not constitute a stress that requires an adaptation uh, some of it's downright fucking embarrassing. I mean, I like to show the linemen because li- for the for the yeah. people that have never played football or like l- linemen are the most imp- some of the most impressive people on the face of the earth. They're they're, oh, they're fucking huge and they're fast. They're as shit. extremely. They're, they're fast. I mean, not five, extremely fast. Three hundred and fifteen. They're pounds, explosive. They're fast. Quick. Laterally fast. Forward and back fast. Mm-hmm. Fast hands. Right. Fast eyes. Yep. Quick brain. Everything about them is yep. is amazing. That's what I mean. By and fast. in the and in the in a in the course of a game they're receiving impact on every single play every single play they get the shit beat out of them and then they and play they, again next Sunday. and they so, also the least amount uh paid <laughs> right. in some instances yeah so so we're trying to describe here some of the most impressive physical human beings on the face of the earth and here's what we've got <laughs> we got this guy doing 
he's playing a kids game. Like we do this with little kids we're at jujitsu. Kids yeah. game. It's reaction time and, drill. And, and when I do it with four year olds, at, at six year olds at jujitsu, I'm not kidding myself that I'm improving their reaction. Mm-hmm. We're just playing a fucking game. Yeah, just getting tired. Fun. Yeah, just having fun. Just having right. fun. This guy's not having fun. <laughs> this guy is saying, what <laughs> hell am I having to do this No, no, for? no, no. That guy, that guy believes, oh, well, this trainer says this will make my hand-eye coordination yeah. better, so I'm going to do I'll this. I'll bet you that most of these guys know better than that. They're, get, they're paid to be there. Yeah, the yeah they're paid to be there. This yeah, is the paid job. to be there, right. This is Your what, opinion about it is irrelevant. Right. They do the job. Yep. Here's another one. Here, oh my god! I would love for one of them to say, "I'm not doing that. <laughs> this is stupid." I'm well, not well, he's that. a high enough level guy. He here, take a look at this. Can. This Might is the this is the Washington Redskins or whatever they're called now. <laughs> mm. <laughs> they're doing a water aerobics. This looks like <laughs> what this looks like is misbehavior at the swimming pool. <laughs> no splashing. No splashing. That'll get you thrown out. Of the pool. <laughs> Dude, th- this is embarrassing. Up and down, man. Listen to that expert instruction. Don't breathe underwater. He's just saying. Hey, three, two. To me, this is the most embarrassing one. This is incredibly embarrassing. Yeah, this is. This is. This is the stupidest one we've seen so far. Wonderful. You've made them tired. What an accomplishment. Maybe. What an amazing accomplishment. You've made them tired in a swimming pool. Yeah. But you know what? They don't perform And made them look really stupid, too. (laughs) And all three of them were linemen? I don't know if they're all linemen. I mean, they're just... They're they're poor bastards being paid to... Listen to this idiot. Strength oh, conditioning. Coach. And you know the the in the in the uh, in the gun world, in the training <laughs> world. Great. You know you, when when you get a Navy SEAL doing something, then it's ultimately the most badass thing you can do. <laughs> oh look at this! This is so stupid. <laughs> but you know if you this is this is common. If you add ba- bands to something, it turns it into strength and conditioning. You add bands to something, now you're badass. You're, you're, yeah, you're, you're making it harder, and you're guy. turning it into strength and conditioning. The, the last problem this guy's got is being able to hold his pistol in front of him. Right, his two-pound pistol. His, his two-pound pistol in front of him. I mean, just just looking at him, he's probably a 340, 350 bencher. Oh, yeah, anyway. So it's yeah. a two-pound pistol. It's a two-pound pistol, but this is functional, see? Functional training. And, and so, so what are we? What are we doing? Are we practicing? Are we training? What What's happening? Because if you're practicing, you're practicing really shitty mechanics. His eyes are straight down. Um, when he takes that band off, where's the gun going to go? It's mm-hmm. going to fly up over his head. You know, mm-hmm. it's just it's so it's just so stupid. He's not getting any stronger. Yeah, and this is this is a good point to make. If your practice, what you're doing in practice, interferes with the movement patterns that you have to display during the performance, then it's not practice, right? right? It's like throwing a five-ounce baseball, a six-ounce baseball. We throw a four-ounce baseball. Right. So why would you practice throwing a baseball slower? We, you swing weighted bats, you practice, 
you're practicing swinging slower. This interferes with the performance display. And it doesn't constitute practice, if that's the case. Well, the, what, what, what people say is that it makes, it makes whether it does or not, it may, it, may, it may make your presentation, your throw, your swing faster momentarily. That's transient. It's going to go away, like, immediately. It's not, it doesn't persist. I don't, I don't know that. But, but, but what, I, I'll tell you exactly what it is. What it is is the strength and conditioning guy that's in charge of this doesn't understand the difference between practice and training. He doesn't understand that if he wants you stronger, that you have to bench and press and, and chin and deadlift and squat. That's how you get stronger. Right. You don't get stronger by adding an ounce to a baseball. Right. By that logic. Why not have an eight ounce ball, and then the next time a ten ounce ball, a ten ounce, and ball. then a twelve, and then a sixteen pound shot? Because if that's what if that makes them throw harder, I mean, that, by that logic, yeah, that by that be logic. It. But there, but if you're throwing harder, it's because you're throwing a slightly heavier ball. It's not because you somehow improved your ability to throw a ball fast. Yeah. To throw the four-ounce ball Exactly, because when right. you get the four-ounce ball back in your hand, it's going to move because the same speed. Because performance is specific. Right. Performance is incredibly specific to the rules of the game. The limitations of the performance are set by the rules. We throw a four-ounce baseball from the pitcher's mound, six, 60 foot, six inches, to the catcher's mitt. That's specific. Yep. So how do you practice that? By throwing. Well, you throw a four-ounce baseball, 60 foot, six inches. Yep. And you do it over and over and over again. And then while you're doing it over and over again, you're also over here doing your benches and your presses and your chins, your weighted chins, your barbell rows. And your squats and your deadlifts, just for base strength. So over here, you're getting stronger. Now you're applying that strength that you've rapidly improved, by the way, to 60 foot, 6 inches, 4-ounce baseball. Right. Yep. That's how it's done. That's how it should be done, but that's not how it's done. Yep. That's not how it's done by these guys in these sports. And, yeah, what do I know? Well, refute the argument. You know, and you're simply telling me that the greatest in the world do it this way is that's not an argument. That is a historical observation. And that's not the same thing as an explanation. 25% of the pitchers in Major League Baseball at any given time throw sidearm. Now, no one advocates throwing sidearm, do they? Nobody. Yet 25% of the best baseball players on earth throw sidearm because they can. Because they're good enough. Listen carefully now. They're good enough to do it wrong. I don't know what else to tell you. You know, making the observation that, uh, you know, the best NFL players in the world are playing useless games in their fucking weight room doesn't mean that the games aren't useless. 
It just means that that's who's doing it. And it certainly doesn't mean that they got that way because they played those games. Oh, no. That, they so they that, didn't get in the weight room by <laughs> by doing this silly shit since they were five years old. Yep. But I'm here's here's my biggest concern, okay? My biggest concern is that that's going to happen. That what's going to happen? That five-year-old kids are going to emulate this shit that they see here. Well, no, th- this is and what happens at the speed schools. This, this is what they do. Is, at is the speed I, that's what I'm afraid is that we are going to lose the potential for a whole bunch of high-level athletics because of functional training. Well, well, let me just add something to that because the, the people who, the, the the people who are at risk are not the most athletically gifted the no. people who are at risk are the they'll next, be okay are the next two tiers down right people who have potentially have a chance at a scholarship yes who have a chance at a at a, at a pro career uh if they bust their ass and they if do they things correctly right that's that's who we're talking to not because, the freaks the freaks the guy, are fine anyway. they're gonna be fine that's who we're looking freaks at are right always now. gonna be fine right yeah right provided but they the, work hard enough they're gonna but be the just kids fine. that have to work for it and are willing to work for it yeah. are being told to do the work the wrong way. Yeah, it's not likely that 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 we will deal with a, a truly gifted special athlete. You know, those people are very rare. Um, yeah. I don't think I've ever worked with one. I've worked uh, with two or three. Yeah, but you will definitely yeah. work with those other people, the, the guys yeah. who have a chance right. but need to do some serious fucking work to get there. Right. You, you will absolutely work with those people, and that's, that's, uh, that's the problem because their parents – are looking at this shit and they're asking you questions about when are we going to do this and this and this when we're going to do the stuff that the dallas cowboys right. do that the la rams do yep. well we're not because we are not the dallas cowboys or the la rams exactly we are average kids that need to get stronger yep so that we can function at a higher level because our strength is going to be the thing that enables us to function at the higher level right yeah and the the, the goddamnedest thing about all of this is there are very few things as simple as just adding five pounds to right. the bar next workout yep. there are very few things just go up five pounds do three sets of five on the squat the same depth with five pounds more weight and then do it again and then do it again and then do it again and i understand it's boring i don't care that it's boring do it anyway because that what's make you that's what makes you stronger and stronger makes you better on the field. Yep. That's all there is to it. Strength is simple. It's not easy. But it is not complicated. It is ball-bustingly hard to come in on Friday and do a 5-pound PR on the third set of 5 squats when you did it Monday too. When you've already done it in Monday, it's ball-bustingly hard. It, it, it takes a lot of balls to do that fourth rep and have it be a grind and feel like shit and to go ahead and try the fifth rep anyway. That teaches you stuff. That dancing around in the floor with 10-pound dumbbells and bands and chains and skipping around and doing dance class in the weight room doesn't teach you, all right? You learn about yourself and what you can do 
when you make yourself do the fifth rep of the third set and do the weight. Take it all the way down. Do it. Don't cut it off. Don't be a pussy. Cut it off. You're a pussy. Do it like you did the fourth one. And then you come back up with it. You drive it back up. You do the work and you rack it and you say to yourself, oh, shit, I got to do that Monday. <laughs> and then you come in Monday and do it. See, that is a process that all of the functional training in the world cannot do it can't teach you about that fifth rep of the third set of five conditioning training doesn't do it either people fool themselves into thinking yeah. conditioning training but Conditions you know i mean you I, I don't know i don't i wasn't around but i don't know how deep you got into the crossfit thing but we all did crossfit i did more than crossfit you know the the all the shit like flipping the tires and sledgehammers just beating the living shit out of yourself for two hours for a workout oh, yeah. you don't you don't get any better conditioned no because no, you because you, you adapt to the point that you adapt and, and it and it's not as taxing on a systemic level as three days a week barbell training no, five no. more towns there's, there's nothing no, nobody did it harder than me be, yeah. be, nobody before, did it harder than me before i promise I, you we we worked that as hard as we could and I, you have to go through the process of becoming aware of the fact that at at some point the only thing that drives an increased crossfit performance is increased strength that's exactly right yeah you you have to come to that conclusion yourself which right? is why all the pros are on on drugs that's why they keep getting popped uh before i found your your gym i got into the functional fitness bullshit and I kept doing it over and over again. There was, a, I think, a guy named Jody Franco, if I remember right. He was putting out all these videos. He was, um, I think he's down in Austin, maybe. I can't remember. Anyways, but I realized every single workout, I'm doing something different. Yeah. How, how is this improving any kind of performance that I'm doing? It, it, it isn't. And it, the, it's, it's not. That's the hole in CrossFit. And I figured that out. That's the hole in CrossFit. But I, w but I wasted Constant a lot of time. variation is not training. Yeah, and I wasted a lot of time. Yeah, well, everybody did. Mm -hmm. You know, now the the bright ones figured out that strong is where is where they have to spend their time. Right. Yep. yep. One way or another. Yep. Strong's very important. Strong's very important. Ask anybody that's been busted for steroids in professional athletes. Mm -hmm. Professional yeah, athletics. If, if strong's very important. There was a time, and it was it was when you were still around. I would say oh eight probably um 09 mm -hmm. there was a time because i was on the crossfit boards all the time reading um but there was a time where everybody was being recommended to do a they would call it a strike cycle do do a cycle do a cycle of starting strength a cycle yeah do a cycle of starting strength and then and right. then and then some like of steroids like, and then some of like the strength <laughs> strength biased crossfit workouts started coming out and then and then wellborn's thing crossfit football starting so there was a there was a period of about a year and a half where people were really realizing this shit yeah and then everything fell apart at some point in like oh nine or ten or something and that's when you left and everybody else left and and then they just went all in on their bullshit uh, but there was some definite potential there. They just they just fucked it up, didn't they? Yeah, well, it didn't fit the dogma. <clears throat> yeah. That's know. how I found starting strength was didn't reading the, the board. Yeah. I was like, what is this SS everybody keeps talking about? Yeah. You know? Well, you know. Uh, 
point being that if you do something like this long enough, uh, you will be looking for performance improvements, and you'll realize eventually that performance improvement comes through strength. Right. Just you don't want to waste two years now fucking around before you do it. Two ways to get strong: five pounds of workout or dying a ball. Right. Yep. Both at the same time work pretty good. <laughs> you might be able to do ten pounds of workout. But, but the, the in the ultimate analysis. In the final analysis, the way you know that strong works is because they do steroids. That's right. Yep. Because they don't want you so to just do steroids. Shut up <laughs> and pretend. <laughs> I, I mean, they. Everybody comes to the realization that I need to be strong. Right. All athletes at a high level come to the realization that I need to be stronger. And there's two ways to do it, yeah. boys and girls. Very well said. There's It's really, honestly, a lot easier to do the five pounds of workout way. It really is easier. You know, force production is power. The time part of power, we recruit that because we really can't train that. We've just shown you a bunch of videos of guys that were recruited for their ability to demonstrate the T part of that power equation. They were recruited for that. All the dancing around in the floor doesn't, doesn't positively influence that at all. We recruit T. We build F. And we only do it if we know for a fact that we have to go to the weight room and get under the bar and pay our dues and do the work and PR the lifts. That's how we get stronger. And stronger is what we want to be. Those of you that don't understand the five pounds a week, five pounds of workout thing, are probably going to end up doing the Diana Ball and test. <laughs> Because in the final analysis, you have to be strong. Okay, how you want to do it? The easy way or the hard way? Easy way, really, is five pounds of workout. Give this some thought. Okay, uh, I can't say enough bad about the distraction that functional training has become. It's a giant distraction. It's cost a lot of people a whole lot of potential. A whole lot of athletic potential made a whole bunch of people a whole bunch of money not us but a whole bunch of people a whole bunch of money yeah it's wrapped up in the authority of the of yeah. academia and then also all professional professional strength and conditioning it's it's yeah. a fucking problem it's a problem it's yeah. a bad problem and i think we've demonstrated a pretty good argument against it today Thank you for joining us here on Starting Strength Radio, and we will come up with something even more interesting to talk about next time.